And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Hope you're having an awesome day. And excited to spend a few minutes with you here right now. And uh, as I'm talking to you, I'm standing on my my back porch, and um, got like a porch on the uh, like the second floor. Basically, it comes out of our bedroom, our master bedroom, and it's this very large uh, porch. Actually, it's way too big for most really anything. I don't even know why, but it's, it looks cool. And we overlook um, this like forest preserve thing, and so there's really no, you know. There's, there is no blockades view uh, in the view behind us. It's really cool. And so as I'm recording this, I'm looking out um, over the mountains. And um, right now, with how cold it is, well, cold is relative, right? <laughs> it's like 60 degrees right now. Um, but it get, at night, it gets like down to 40. And uh, there is uh, snow-capped mountains in the background, and it's just beautiful. Um, I mean, I grew up in the Great Plains, <laughs> and so <laughs> to have topography is is wonderful. And then to be in a warm place like this and see snow-capped mountains in the distance is just, uh, it's just blows my mind. I know some people grow up out here, um, but I didn't. And, uh, so I'm just, man, just looking at the, you know, God's beauty is just insane. Um, and so, yeah, I wanted to share uh, just a little bit with you about finding your leverage point, uh, meaning your most valuable place to put your time. And this is something that I don't think um, I don't think most business people really do. I mean, I think it's taught sometimes um, by by certain people. So depending on who you follow, you might hear stuff like this. But it, it's not really implemented that much. And um, I know that because I <laughs> I see it uh, throughout um, our team, throughout the entrepreneurs that are friends of ours that are in different industries. Um, and just through just people in general, you know, and, um, and I talked a couple episodes ago about, you know, it's kind of screwing the grind and, um, really the way that you kind of screw the grind is by finding your leverage points. And what this means is you find the areas that are 20% of your effort and they produce maximum level of results. And, you know, I'll, I'll, the reason I'm bringing this up is because this gets harder, at least it's been harder for me as the business has grown because it's not as obvious where the leverage points are. And I think one of the most valuable activities we can do as business owners is as we grow, you know, we have 
other people around us that are further ahead um, that we, you know, can hopefully pick their brains or maybe we have to pay them to pick their brains. It doesn't matter. But we have other people that can help us identify those leverage points and then stepping back long enough to, to view those things. So, you know, let's, it's basically we're talking about the 80-20 principle or the 95-5 principle. And um, over the past couple months, um, I have really been focused on pulling back to identify where my leverage points are currently. Um, and here's what I've found that's been really wild. So before I step back, I, I, I had to identify like where are my leverage points to keep the business where it is, like to at least keep it consistent, right? Where it's not going to fall backwards. It might not grow, but at least it won't fall back. And I identified three leverage points. Um, and basically they were, um, we have something called the lead wheel in our, in our business, which is, um, uh, you might know what it is. It's essentially a, um, lead purchasing service that our team can utilize to buy into our funnels to get, to get leads when they're first starting out before they actually build their own funnels. Um, that's number one. Number two is, um, the top level people in my, uh, like my top producers, Okay, so I identified who are my top producers and I identify them by sheer volume, right? How much volume do they generate? How much sales do they bring in? Um, and then three is our own like uh, like basically personal and business finances. Not necessarily the like the tactics of like, you know, um, paying out this person, whatever, but the overall picture. Those are like my three leverage points that keep the business just going, right? So making sure that the lead wheel is taken care of, making sure that my top producers are taken care of, and making sure that we're on top of the finances, um, both my own personal household and then like the business itself. And if I do those three things, the business basically, it should theoretically just stay moving, right? It should stay moving and do well. And we can serve our customers at the high, at a very high level. And, um, and, and I can kind of step back. And so about a couple months ago, I identified these three points and I really put them to the test. And um, I did it. I did that. I put them to the test by stepping back and trying to identify where are my leverage points to push the business forward. And um, here's what I can tell you. Over the past couple months, which has been wild, it's been mind-blowing actually for me, is that um, the business not only stayed steady, it actually grew a little bit. It didn't grow by leaps and bounds over the past two months, but it grew. Um, like both Rebels and our team, and, and they both grew. Um, and to me, that if you've never done this before, it can be quite eye-opening. Like it's, it's, it's cool in theory, but until you really live it, it's very wild. Um, and so obviously we all understand duplication, right? And you understand duplication in theory, and I've seen duplication on our team, of course, but to be honest with you, I haven't really tried to reap any of the rewards of it, meaning I haven't like stepped back and enjoyed some of that like time freedom. Uh, I mean, I have, so don't get me wrong, but not, not to this level, not to this extreme. Um, and so it's, it's been wild. So anyway, those leverage points, identifying those, uh, gave me the opportunity to step back, um, to look at the business from a separated set of eyes. Um, and also, of course, I have taken that time to, you know, one of the ways that you can step back is by doing things other than business. So I've been doing a lot of skating, uh, skateboarding, which you might know I grew up doing and I've got recently got back into it. And, um, so I've been doing a lot of that. Um, and spending a lot of time with my family, um, um, you know, taking friend phone calls in the middle of the day, like that kind of thing. And so 
anyway, to, to fast forward a little bit, I, I got to actually keep this kind of short. I, <laughs> I do have some things to do today. Um, but uh, leverage points um, going forward. So identifying what those are. Um, so uh, one of them is the lead wheel, actually. And it's different components of it. So um, for for me, for us, it's, it's making the lead wheel uh, basically bulletproof, right? So protecting the lead wheel. Um, so if we have ad accounts that get hurt or shut down, um, having backups, right, um, that are currently working, um, it's lowering the cost per lead so that everyone benefits from that, right? So it's creating new ads all the time. It's, um, you know, I even considered managing them myself. Like right now we have ads managers, that do the kind of the grunt work um, for managing the ads, but it's like maybe you know I know I'm good at that. Like, do should I do that? Um, you know, as of right now, I'm not totally sure on that answer because it doesn't take me a lot of time to do it. Um, it's one of my skills, um, you know, but it's a huge return. So I don't know on that one yet. But I do know that it's you know creating new ad creative like multiple times a week. Um, I do know it's putting content out there like this to um, create, you know, just exposure for our business so that, you know, leads get generated, um, that kind of a thing. Um, uh, to add or to basically identify my top 20% performers and move them into top 5% performers. Um, so um, just this past week, I started to pull out, okay, so where are my top 20%? You know, the, these are the people that they're doing good, but they're not doing so good that it's like, holy crap, right? But they're doing really good. So these are people that are far and above the average, but they're just, they maybe they haven't been in long enough to be the 5% or the 2 percenters, but they can be and they're on their way. So I started to identify who, who those people are and started to basically say, okay, I need to put my time there because they can make a huge impact in the team. Um, uh, well, those are, those are basically the two, two big ones that are on top of my head right now. Um, I think there's one more. Um, and so when I do that, I create a exponential effect that, um, just ripples through the business. Right. Um, now, meanwhile, at the same exact time, you know, um, I have to strengthen other parts of the business. It's just, I'm not necessarily doing it. So for instance, like one of our programs, one of our kind of flagship programs, um, I personally don't like the visual look of it. Now the content is very good, but the visual look of it is not my favorite. So I've currently, I'm having one of our internal team members, um, uh, redo the whole look and feel of it. And it's taken months. Um, but that is something very important to me to serve our customers. But I just, and I'm not the one manually doing it. Does it make sense? Um, same thing. Like, um, I want, uh, the, uh, closing training in our team to go up. And so um, we've developed a program, number one, but we also have someone in place to be helping increase that skill set across the team and provide a super good service. And of course, you know, we have to compensate that person for that, but it's not necessarily where I should be, but we do need it to have it done. So we still need to take care of all facets of the business. It's just, where's my leverage point, my superpower that only I can do right now that's going to make the maximum impact. So I say this all to you just to share what, you know, what's going on. Oh, and then, um, last, uh, last one for right now is, um, a strengthening, um, relationships within my, my, my MLM company itself. Um, meaning like high powered relationships. So, um, you know, people like other, 
you know, really big top earners, some of the biggest top earners in the company. Um, people at corporate that, uh, that I want to have good relationships with, um, and continue to strengthen those. Right. So that's another leverage point. And so identifying what can I do to let them know that like, Hey, I'm in this, I'm in this for the long haul with you. I want to add value to your life so that over time, you know, selflessly, I want to serve them, but selfishly over time, I want to be top of mind for all of these people. Right. And so that's the other thing that I can do. Um, uh, Oh, and then there's one more, but I'll, I'll save it for now. Um, the, well, I'll just tell you, okay, who cares? Um, just want to, just want to get it, get it rolling, baby. I got to move it. Um, the last one is, uh, um, personal time where needed with, uh, top level leaders in the network marketing space. So these are typically people that are out of the space, but they have big influence, and so if you have one of these people join your team that have, like, so they can bring one, two, three, four, five, ten thousand people with them, that's a big, big thing. And so obviously I don't want to take anyone from any company, but a lot of times these people are kind of floating um, or they're secretly looking for another company because they've experienced massive pain, um, typically in the form of a company treating them poorly, um, breaking a contract, that kind of a thing. And so, um, uh, strategically identifying these people and adding value to their life and seeing if, if, if they're a good fit for, for us, because that's a, that's a huge uh, win for them. It's a huge win for me. Okay. Um, so what does this have to do with you? Well, I think you get it by now identify your leverage points. So these are going to change and morph over time. So for instance, um, you know, when I was first building out the current system that we're using internally for our own team, um, that system is heavily hinged upon developing um, high level applicants through a funnel, and then calling those applicants. And in the beginning, I was the one calling them because I had to prove it out. I also had to write the scripts and all that stuff. And so my highest leverage point at that time was being on the phone and doing appointments. Uh, I was on the phone four to 10 hours a day, depending on the day, and always at my desk in front of my script. Um, so I wasn't taking calls out and about. I was at the office taking calls in front of the script and then adjusting it after every call so that I could perfect it to the best of my ability. That was my leverage point back then. Um, now, of course, it changed. Like, I'm not doing that, right? I'm not getting on those phone calls. Um, but right now, your leverage point, most likely, is, is it's most likely you being on the phone with applicants. Now, depending on where you're at, you could be doing a fully automated system with us. Obviously, that changes. But the majority of people your leverage point is being on the phone with your applicants. Now, if you're an old school network marketing building like that, you know, and you're having to drum up your own prospects, you know, your leverage point is probably drumming up prospects. But I think if you if you listen to this, you know that like the rhetoric of spending 80% of your time prospecting, in my opinion, is a load of garbage um, because that is a $10 an hour job. You know, I could get a high schooler to canvas my neighborhood for 12 bucks. You know, prospecting is a low-level job. That's why I have automation do it. That's why I have ads do it. So in old-school network marketing, that's the leverage point, you know, beating down doors, spamming people, that kind of a thing. My suggestion is to get out of that as fast as you can, build the business in an intelligent way, the rebels way. Um, even if you don't do it with rebels, just learn how to generate prospects automatically. Get out of that. That is not a leverage point. <clears throat> So start generating prospects automatically, and then your leverage point becomes talking to qualified ones and enrolling them in your business. That's your leverage point. 
uh, eventually you grow a team and you start you start moving into more of a coaching role right um, and that becomes your leverage point um, but in the beginning most people have it all f- all flipped around they spend way too much time prospecting now most people honestly don't even do that they actually flip it even worse they spend time coaching when they've got barely anyone to coach so what happens is you get people that have 5 10 15 20 30 people on a team and really that's not even big enough to find one person who's going to actually do anything good right you really don't even have a team big enough to find a 20 percenter now maybe you do but you know if you got a team under under 20 it's pretty doubtful you probably don't even you probably maybe you've got one that's a 20 percenter so what most people do is they don't even have a team that big and they coach people when they have when that's not their leverage point so they're trying to coach a bunch of 80 percenters which is always a lost cause when they should be talking to more people and notice i didn't say t- talking to more prospects i said talking to more people which me in my what, what i view that is talking to more applicants so get something else like the rebel system or whatever i don't care get something else to do your prospecting and then get your applicants to you talk to them that's your initial leverage point talk, get enough of them started that you have 20 percenters start bubbling up they they do it naturally you don't have to do it they do it naturally they start showing you that they're the 20 percenters by their results then when you have enough of them you can spend your time with them instead of your instead of your own personal people but you you have to like ease into this okay because if you do it too early you just stop personally performing what you do so you put too much pressure on them and your your business starts to flatten out and your income goes down and then you got a problem so what you need to do is spend time personally recruiting still, personally selling, whatever, while you're coaching your initial 20 percenters. Once those 20 percenters start making up enough income for you to stop doing your own personal stuff, that's the, that's the first moment that you can even consider stop personally performing. I'm not saying you should, by the way. That's the only time that you can initially consider it. So anyway, hopefully that makes sense. And um, I went way over. I'm supposed to go 10 minutes. This is 16, 17. Crap. It's okay. Um, hopefully this made sense, guys. It actually helps me to verbalize it as well. So we love you. We appreciate you. I hope you have an amazing day. If you found value in this, um, do me a favor. Scroll down below. Leave a review. Leave a rating. And um, leave a five-star rating. Leave a review. That really, really helps us get this message out. You're not creating competition for yourself by sharing this message. You're actually improving the overall viewpoint of the industry by sharing this message. And um, guys, I think you know what to do. If, you're, if you need more information about the systems that you can make to do the prospecting for you, uh, there's a link down below in the description. Uh, but you can go to... Um, well, we just there's a redirect now, but if you go to mlmrebelsblueprint.com, that'll take you there. And uh, I actually forgot the name of the new URL. I think it's the rebelbuilders.com. But if you go to mlmrebelsblueprint.com, uh, you can you can get all the information on that. So anyway, scroll down below. The link's down there as well. But uh, anyway, guys, we love you. We appreciate you. Hope you have an amazing day. Hope you found value in this. And uh, I'll talk to you all very soon. Thanks so much.